I'm Jabril. I'm Key. I'm Craig. And uh, welcome. We're going to get into some, some new topics this week. Uh, so the first thing, which, I wanna, which one y'all want to talk about first? Which one y'all want to talk about? Mm. Which one y'all feel the strongest about? Let's talk about setbacks. Setbacks? Yeah. Uh, let's talk about setbacks. Uh, so when it comes to setbacks, I guess how do y'all how do how do how do y'all deal with setbacks? Mm, sometimes I would like I tend to get in my head a lot or I'll be stuck in that moment. But over the past years or like just with dealing with different things, I started asking myself like why me? But then I had to take a step back and literally rephrase that question and say, What is this teaching me? So I think um during setbacks, I just look forward to knowing that out of this, I can learn something from it, get back up, and dust myself off, and just get back to what I have to get back to. I agree completely with the like getting out of your head because like I'm not gonna lie, I'm sometimes sort of a, a pessimist. Like I, you know, tend to like always want to like harp on and just be like, oh, well, what happened? So you know, it was meant to happen, and clearly nothing else good is gonna come from it. And I wasn't meant for anything else better, but like. Past like like towards the end of college, you know, college career, it's come to rough when I realize that like things happen for a reason, that like God has a certain plan. So like a setback literally is just like maybe that was something that I did and you know, an action toward like fulfilling that plan and it just wasn't the right move. And so that's not the end of the world. It's like just, you know, I just gotta, you know, come back from that and I can't like let it consume me because then I'm just gonna be stuck. Setbacks are hard though too. They definitely are. Like, like Yeah, especially depending like what happen to you or what mm-hmm. situations you're going through but I think just at the end of the day you just gotta know that whatever situation you're in is always to teach you something exactly. and I think once you can finally like realize that you'll look forward to setbacks as okay I'm in this position but how can I get out of it or what is the time to teach me and that's just how I take it you can't let it define you like you can't let it we like that said you can't that that can't be the lesson like you know, that can't be the the loss out of it. You have to, like, turn that into, like, okay, well, cool. So the next step is to turn this step back into a win or just to learn from it too, so that way the next time I'm not so, like, mad at shape about it. But I also, like, I think you have to, we have to go through setbacks in order to learn that, that they are, I don't want to say good for us, but they kind of are good for us, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, I feel like growing yeah. up, when you hit setbacks, no matter what it is, it's like you don't really know how to deal with it at first. Mm-hmm. Like when you first yeah. going through those best, you don't know how to deal with it. It's 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 almost as if it's like, oh, this is like a, something, dude. This is something different. Like, mm-hmm. Yo, why did this happen to me? How do I how do I move forward? How do I do I just leave it alone now? Yeah. And I think like as I got older, I started to try to really understand, like I said, try to understand setbacks and try to understand how they work in my life. Um, I think, what are some of the the biggest lessons that y'all think we we learn out of? Uh, For me, like, I can say going into my freshman year of high school, I was always the one, like, well just, I ran tracks pretty much since I was six, so, it was more so like I felt like I was on top of the world as a like young athlete and I was fast for my age so when I became to almost become um, 
a freshman in high school, I was so excited. I was ready. I was like, yeah, I'm finally in high school. I, my name can get on the scene and everything like that. But one um, indoor track meet, I had pulled my hamstring. And it literally blew my mind because I like when I was little, I never had any injuries. So I didn't know like what an injury was or what it felt like. But I can say during that time, it really pushed me back to think like, what is this trying to teach me? And for a whole month or so, like my mom, anybody could tell you, I really didn't want to talk to anybody. I was going through the motions. I would be at practices watching everybody do what I loved at one point, but I was hurt and I couldn't do nothing about it. But I think during that time, I also grew my faith and that's when God was trying to tell me like, you gotta humble yourself. And I think during that moment right there and that setback, it, it, to be honest, it did the whole 360 for my life. Not just with track, but just how I thought about things, how I looked at different things. And I also used to like compare myself to others, especially in the track world. I was like, well, I used to beat her, but now she's beating me. Like, And God had to show me a lot through all this, but it was definitely a setback that I think, looking back, I wasn't happy with when it happened. But it, when I look back over my life and how my freshman year from college to freshman year from high school, it literally taught me a lot. And I think sometimes, like you'd be in a situation you're like, God, why am I going through this or why like what is why this happened to me? But when you actually evaluate it and look back, it's all happening for a reason. And I think I'm actually proud that I went through that moment early and not now. So yeah, it was definitely a setback. And even though like we was talking about um defining yourself, I think when you know what you're capable of, you, you can't let things define exactly. you. So I think all through setbacks it's also helpful. In the moment, you're stuck, you're miserable, you're mad. When you look back at it, it's helpful, and it defines who you actually are. Definitely. I mean, I I would say, like, I don't know, it wasn't just, like, with me, but growing up, um, I would say, like, a big setback for us was, like, a family of seven, we moved around a lot. Like, mm -hmm. I think I moved around to different houses within my city since I was, like, two. And, like, you can see it as a setback because I was always in a different neighborhood. I changed schools a couple times and stuff like that. And, like, each, like, time we moved, it was because of an issue that, like, my parents foresaw as, like, a setback for them because they didn't go to college or, like, they didn't, like, they felt that they didn't have the best for us. And they would, like, later on, like, and even ask, like, what do you, like, in some sense of way, like, resent us or hate us because of those setbacks. And for me, it was a teaching moment. It just shows me what, like, how I want to live as an adult or how, like, from them, that's it, it was bad. And growing up through that, and at an early age, I realized that, like, yeah, we don't have what other kids have and things like that because of those setbacks, but to get over it is just to realize, like, what comes next, like, what to look forward to, and to use that as something to, like, build off of and, again, like we say, to learn from and, like, very humbling that, like, I'm not going to get what I want. And it was always, like, when we're kids, you're not really told, like, oh, it's a setback. You're told you're always going to get your way. Mm -hmm. And so we think, okay, well, we can get our way by, like, you know, being successful and all of that. And in a sense, it is the same thing of them, like, you know, uh, tricking our mind into wanting to achieve so we can get our way. So that way we don't have setbacks, but setbacks will come if you're the richest person in the world. You can have a setback. A setback could be anything that, like, stop, like, like stops you getting your tracks. And I feel like as a kid growing up, like, especially towards, like, teenage years, I was very aware of, like, okay, setbacks were, like, a common thing. Like, a setback could be anything, not passing a test, you know, anything. Like, the simplest thing is missing a bus and now you're late to somewhere. Like that's a setback and that can alter your entire day or how things work out for you. But you can't like, you can't come to the next step with that issue. You have to come there as if like, basically like knowing that that happened, but you're willing to get over it. You're, you're not, you're not going to harp on it and constantly like throw that back up to your own face. Yeah, I, I definitely think sometimes setbacks are a way of God's um, 
just trying to get our attention. I think you try to go to life and think you can do everything on your own, but you will have a setback along the way. And mm -hmm. I think it really is God just trying to get your attention to stop, let you think like you don't got this on your own. Like I'm in control. And I definitely think like even what you were saying with your parents and growing up, it's all just for God to get our yep. attention. So I think setbacks, like like I said earlier, we do like harp on them in the situation and we think of why, why, why. But it's just for God to get our attention. Mm -hmm. And especially if you if you're paying attention, you'll see that it's helping you. But I mean to get to know God is to know him. And I think like through it all you'll definitely see that it's to get our attention. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Like the way people deal with setbacks, I think is an interesting thing too. Like, like you say, you have the pessimistic view. Mm -hmm. and I'm more of an optimist. Um, I think a lot of how we come back from setbacks and how we bounce back and how we move forward is depend on depending upon how we how we deal with it. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like. And people have many different ways of dealing with it. I, like, I deal with it through God. You know what I mean? I kind of lean on, well, I know God is, I know God is doing this for a reason. I know God got me. I know God going to help me get through. Mm -hmm. Some people don't really, they may look for to something else right. to help deal with, help them deal with that, with those setbacks. Um, what do like? What do y'all use to do? Get through I'm not even gonna lie. I know, cause I'm like I'm at a stage where like I'm like I guess you could say young with my uh, faith and relationship with God. So a lot of times like I like psych myself out into not like knowing that it's God's plan. And like I, I want sometimes so much to like have a reason for why this happened or like something to blame it on. But like, cause I know like even with the fact that like I mean I'm going to school right now for photography. That was honestly never even like a thought or goal in my mind going into college was architecture and you know immediately when that didn't work out I just was like okay well you know clearly like I'm not good at what I'm doing like I immediately psyched out like my talent and that's and then I had to realize like after the process that like maybe it was God saying well that's not what he meant for me to do or not this way like maybe I'll be doing what I have always thought I dreamed of which is this isn't the way I'm going to go about it so and like even these past four years of college have literally like that transition of like not psyching myself out because, or like constantly blaming myself as a pessimist, like that it's not my fault. I mean, yeah, certain things are my fault because they're my actions. So, do y'all think that there's bad ways of dealing with setbacks? Definitely. Yeah, I think sometimes setbacks can be a bad thing in a sense where, like you said, I mean, how you deal with it by talking to God and praying and things like that. But if you don't have that relationship, and you're in a person that gets in a setback, you start to think negative things. Like mm -hmm. you said, like um, maybe this isn't where I should be in life, or maybe I did all this, but it's not working. So a lot of people can be in setbacks, and they start to get mentally intrigued into it, and like really just beat themselves up about it and stay stuck in that place. But I think if you handle it the right way or talk to the right people, you can know that it's victory in setbacks as well. Mm -hmm. That's a bit too, <laughs> <laughs> next, next thing, yeah. we're going to talk about is, like, um, being a slave to our thoughts. Mm -hmm. Like, I know, at least for me, I felt like for 
I feel like I've gained better control of it, but I used to like really be a slave to like how I feel my day to day. And I feel like a lot of people get caught in being slaves to their to their thoughts and not to what's actually real, but just to their thoughts. Like your thought, your mental yeah. can really you could alter you could your psyche so in so many ways. Like it's crazy because like I mean I know I over, I still do it sometimes too, like I overthink things, like to the max, so where I really have to stop and just be like, you're really wild, and like that's just not, like you just make something impossible out of the simplest thing, like, oh, like that's going to happen because of this, and it's all just like, or oh, well, like, oh, I think people are going to think this, and I mean, I know for me, it, it helps in some ways, like, not being a slave to it, but like that process of realizing that I've overthought it, because it's just like, well, why are you overthinking this, it, like, it, it opens up another, like, another thought process, like overthinking and me realizing that. For a time, I didn't realize it. Like, I overthought until, like, I had people had to tell me, like, you're just thinking too much into it or, like, don't think too much into it. But then we're, some, in some senses, so worried about what everybody else thinks that that's what our mentor is based off of, like, opinions. Therefore, we're just like, okay, well, we're thinking about constantly, like, well, what is, he, what is this people want to think? Like, what do I have to live up to? This and that. So I think it's, it's hard to, like, if once you realize that you're, like, constantly like consumed by your thoughts and your thoughts based on others' opinions, you can like control that. Like you said, you've gained a sense of control over it. You're not just like consumed by like negative thoughts that you But it's still create. hard. It definitely like, is. It's still hard because it's like, I have still think about stuff now. I mean, I'm not right now, we're just doing like backflips and stuff. I'm thinking yeah, about everything yeah. but what we're doing sometimes. But like, I just think literally like not zoning out, but like the idea of like not multitasking in a sense. Like, cause it's like, you could say turn your brain off, but like, who knows how to do that? Like, can you literally do that? But like, trying to just deal with one thing at a time, and like, I know I say this all the time, like, I don't want to say like, just like, oh, forgetting about it, because then you forget about things, and it's like, then you, you, not later on the line, you're like, you're in this mistake because you forgot about something, you weren't paying attention, but like, literally take one thing at a time, just because you, you physically, you're not more than one person. So I think you have to do that same thing with your thought process. Like, you can think about other things, but, like, know that you can only, like, handle, like, the idea of one thought at a time in order to, like, not to drive yourself crazy, in a sense. So. Yeah, I definitely think um, we become a slave to our thoughts. I think our thoughts are pretty much everything, and your mental is everything. Um, like you were saying about football, there's days where I go on the track practice and I'm really not feeling it, or I already think about the workout before the day is even started. And I'm like, oh, I know it's going to be hard. I'll not be, I don't feel like doing it. I don't want to do But like, I feel like in that moment, you're just telling yourself everything that you don't want to do. And then you can't expect to have the practice that you want to have because you've already been told yourself it's not going to happen. And I think over the couple of years and even especially this season, um, I set myself up with like a whole phrase. And the phrase that I want to use for this season is literally detox and negativity. Because I think once you let the negativity go and let those thoughts go and start telling yourself, I can, I will, I can do this, I can do that, that's who you become. Your thoughts is pretty much what you become and how you act. And I think you just got to start having those different perspectives about certain situations because you literally feed yourself what, you, what you're going to do. Like you can wake up and like, I'm going to have a good day. And you literally going to have a good day. But if you already say, well, I'm over it, I don't want to do this, that's really how you're going to start acting. Whether you want to or not, you already told yourself that. And I think that's a, like a problem in our generation today. 
We feed ourselves so much negativity. Mm -hmm. We try to compare ourselves to the next person. And we just start thinking so much, and it's not even it's not even that deep. It's not that serious. But you already tell yourself, <laughs> so like you're working yourself up, and the situation don't even got to be that deep. Nope. So I think your thoughts are really do dictate like what you do and what you become. So you just gotta start feeding yourself that positive energy, and just tell yourself, I can do it. Like once you say that, that your body, everything's just gonna feed off of that. That's right. That's crazy because when I started, like even when I was younger, like freshman year and stuff like that. Even before that, before I, in high school, I was so focused on where I wanted to be mm. and so focused on how everybody else was doing that it was like, it, 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 it was destroying me. It was like, all I could think about, man, I'm not, dang, they, they right here and I'm, and I'm, I'm still right here. Like, I'm trying to get here, you know, or this person, shoot, we was right here, now he, they right there, like, and I'm, and I'm just right here, like, what do, like, what, and you start thinking, like, well, what is it, what do I got to do, like, what are, like, what is, like, why is this not working, or why is it, like, I think the, the total difference between that, though, like, I think everybody gets in their head, especially when you've competed at such a young age, and you've been beating these people all your life, not even beating them, but just, like, you know that you're, you know that you're better than them or whatever the case may be and then they start just succeeding and going over passion you like well what they doing that i'm not doing because (laughs) just a couple months ago this this, isn't this but i think it's so when we get so caught up in trying to focus on others and what others are doing you lose sight of the plan that god has for you you focus on trying to chase what he got for them but god got a plan for each and every one of us and we can't chase their goal trying to get to ours so I think once you pull back and say, well, what are they doing that I'm not? Well, I'm working hard every day. I go to practice every day. I'm putting in the same amount of work. What are they doing that I'm not? It's just mental. You starting to get in your head about what they're doing, but you're losing focus on what you're supposed to be doing. So I think a lot of that also takes step in about you're feeding your mind those negative thoughts. like, And I think that's pretty much it. Like, and I think it's timing, too. Mm-hmm. Everything comes... Happens when it's supposed to come. Like everything happens when it's supposed to happen. And we always try to rush the time, and that's one thing I know, especially me. Like I can see things, like in practice, like I'm hitting these times, but then when I get to the meet, it's not coming. So I'm like, well, what? Like I'm doing everything I need to do in practice, but like you said, it's timing. And I think we try to rush up the time mm-hmm. and rush up the process that we're not really enjoying the process. So and like our thoughts, I think that's just one thing that really controls the whole thing. And if you're not thinking, like we create, like the idea, like we created time or whatever, like the way we show it, but like, and I guess we think that we can control it. Like, we just only created a visual representation for it because time happens if we didn't have that clock or not. If you're not looking like, we're not looking at time right now, it's literally moving. Facts. There's nothing we can do about it. Like the way a video pauses, we've, we've got ways to capture it, but like we can't physically control time. Like until somebody creates a time machine, you can't do nothing about it. Like, you can't do nothing about what happens. But what I think is that. crazy, though, how, like, when you're younger, you don't think about nothing. Nope. Like, nothing. you're competing, at, like, for sports-wise, you're competing at your best. You had, did your best performances. You're not thinking about who's on the left of me, comparing mm-hmm. yourself. But it's like, when you get older, everything starts to become a, like, so I don't when, know. When your parents were like, don't grow up too fast. Yeah, man. like, that's like you, business. You just start, just becomes business. Business. Like you just start thinking about everything that you didn't used to think about. But I think when we start resorting back to how it was when we was kids, where you wasn't worried about a thing. 
Like, we wasn't so into social media, trying to compare ourselves to the next person, mentally getting in our heads. Like, we going to class for fun. Like, you're not so thinking about, old, like, man. oh, man, I got to go to class if I feel this exam. In middle school, if I failed, I said, hey, well. Like, it wasn't really a thing. But I think from, like, how we grew up to now, like, society's really changed our thought process and how we look at things. And I feel like everything is such a, so, like, a comparison, and nobody really has their own thoughts. Like, you're just thinking how the outside world thinks. And I think it's also like what we go through and how we go through it and like who we are. Like when we're becoming, when, like we're all like we're young right now and we're trying to become who we're supposed to be, who God has, you know what I mean, called us to be. And in that process, like I was listening to a song the other day, it's called Change. And he was just, it was just, he just kept singing, oh, I, I changed, I changed, I changed, I changed. And he was like, uh, how are you supposed to stay the same if everything around you changed? Mm -hmm. And I was just like, wow, like, no, like we're gonna change. So like, to it's, 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 it's inevitable for us to change yeah. and grow. Like, you can't, you literally, you cannot stay the same and be. You can't be who you're supposed to be and no. not change. The issue is when you try to stay the same and the world around you changes, and that's when you fall behind. Mm. Right. Like, I think there is a good and a bad change. Like, obviously. You can change in, mm -hmm. in bad or good ways, but you have to change. Like you can't do the same things that you did. So you, have to, you have to be willing to. You have to be willing to accept the fact that you can't not change. People just want to stay the same so much that they literally it affects everything. Like and it just affects. You just you can't deal with people. Just can't fathom the idea. Of, oh, well, time's moving. I mean, like the world changes around me, so I need to adapt. It's not like saying you have to change the craziest thing about you, but just the idea that like. Every second, we're changing, things are changing, thoughts, everything about us are changing. And I think people so use this word change in the sense of like, I want to change this, I want to change mm -hmm. that, but they're not doing nothing to change. Nope. Or I want to change this, or I want to change what that, and they're expecting God to do everything, all the work, and they not do anything. For example, like, people be like, well, I want to change my attitude, or I want to change how I train, or I want to change my work ethic, or I want to change going to the gym, but they just still sitting down. Mm -hmm. Like, you got to... Mm -hmm. You gotta be willing to put in the work. You can't just say you wanna change and not do nothing about it. I feel like people it. feel like the word change is like all they need. Like they're just like, okay, I'm gonna change this, and then, then it's just, they're speaking out to exist, and it's like, okay, they're gonna do it. But no, the idea is trying to change. You have to be willing to try. You can't just be like, I'm gonna change this, and like you said, not put in the work, because it's like, okay, you said it out loud for everybody else around you, because again, you care about what everybody else thinks. So, like, what are things that y'all, you know, have gone through that has made that has forced y'all to change. And, but you, I guess like explain the process, I guess, of, of like going through that change and how like the different elements that you dealt with or that you might have better with in yourself to get to that change. I think just literally this topic itself, I think one thing that I really had to work on change was my thought process and my mm -hmm. mental, um, because especially for track, um, mental is like 90% of the sport. And I think just changing the way I think, the, changing my attitude and how um, I came to practice and changing my attitude and how I wanted to run. Cause like, I feel like this is what God has called me to do. But if I'm going in every day saying, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do this workout, this is going to be hard, this is this. It's like, well, what are you giving back to God? He gave you this gift, but you complaining about it. And I think once I started changing my mental and changing how I think, I think a lot of those performances started to change as well. I don't think it was a lot of um, technical issues. Yeah, I could work on a few things. 
But I think the training was there. It was literally what I was telling myself and how I started to mentally think about it. And I think once you put those pieces together, it's going to be like, it's going to be inevitable. So I think you really just have to tell yourself and feed yourself that positive energy. But I think that was one thing that I really had to look at. And not even when it came to sports, just changing my outlook on like my purpose for life, why am I here? I think that's something that I really had to start asking myself, like, you're doing this, but what are you doing it for? Like, are you having fun with what you're doing? And I think once I started answering those questions and seeing those different things, a lot has been revealed to me. So I think just changing literally what's my purpose, changing my outlook on life, changing my thinking, looking at different perspectives, and changing who I was surrounding myself with. Because if you don't have people that's going to pick you up and bring you closer to your goal, then you got to let them go. So I think you just got to start changing those different things. But I think that's one thing that I really started changing, just the whole perspective in my surroundings. That's crazy. And that's, that's crazy because I know my sophomore year, really my freshman year started, but I began to change. Like mm -hmm. my perspective started to change on life. Um, like I just started... I watched this one video and it was like, I wouldn't say that video in particular changed my life, but it was the tipping point. Mm -hmm. Like it was the final thing that was like, alright yo, like I, I get it now. Like I, I understood it wasn't no longer just about myself or what I wanted or what I was going after. Like I, I understood, I started to see the bigger picture. I mean, but I felt like I had to. It was inevitable. In order for me to get to where I wanted to get, I knew I had to. Mm -hmm. I knew I had to get to that. Yeah. Get that I'm you got, like it's crazy that you say that because like you could be doing something and you could push it off, like whatever the situation may be. Like oh yeah, I'll get to it later or I'll do it. But God would definitely keep letting things happen so you have <laughs> nothing else but to move, but to change. Honestly. Like a lot of things were happening in life where you like, okay, I know I gotta change, but I'll get to that later. But no, like God would literally make. You go through situations where you have no choice but to move on. You have no choice but to literally get out of that comfort zone and move to better. So I think, yeah, just change is a big word. That word you said, comfort zone, was like, that idea, like, even like, I think me and my uh, twin brother, we had to go to this, he went his, like, sophomore year in high school to his, like, summer camp thing. It was like a Black Male Leadership Development Institute or something uh, through Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. And he didn't want to go to first year at all and, like, because it was during our birthday, and it was like, why do you want to miss your birthday? And I went to second year with him, and I, I, remember, I remember not wanting to go, and mom was just like, where y'all going? You don't have a choice. And like, my, like, in high school, like, and I did the same thing in college, like, I used to like, conceal the fact that I could draw. Like, no one knew that unless you actually knew me. And basically, I got caught drawing doing a presentation the one time, and I'm just like, like, they whole had asked if anybody was like, talented, and had any like, talents, whatever. And I just sat there and just didn't raise my hand, and like, because I was in the comfort zone of like, not being singled out, like, you know, just like knowing everybody and just going with the flow type thing. And it was like that program that was like a big, like, it pulled me out of my comfort zone in high school. And like, it just like showed me that like it was, it was okay to like just be, not in a sense different, but like not be afraid to like say you have talents when other people say they don't, or if your talents is something completely different from someone else's, like, don't be afraid to share that. And it happened again in college because I went to college with the idea of, Ever since I'd be an architectural engineer, do this and that, cool, you know, it makes money. That was the idea. I mean, who doesn't want to make money? But it came towards me not getting into the programs I wanted to get into. And I was like, all right, well, I'm just going to transfer and do it to another school. But, like, I was still, like, 
in a comfort zone of not sharing the fact that like I have another talent, like that I love art, I love history and stuff because I felt that like in high school that was nerdy and like I didn't want to be singled out and things like that. But accepting that, like getting out of that comfort zone by force because I had no other choice. Is either that or I'd be, I'd drop out of college. Mm -hmm. And that was like something I didn't want to do. So getting out of that comfort zone has gotten me to where I'm at right now with everything, like with my, you know, I don't mind sharing that I'm an artist or the fact that like I do photography now. Like I think I'd be still struggling trying to do engineering if I hadn't accepted the fact that like the idea of a starving artist was something that scared the hell out of me. Like. <laughs> Like, it's still scary because I'm low-key still on that borderline, but like I've been able to like take control of my own, in a sense, destiny that people create. Because like, I know God is a plan, but like people tend to tell you, oh, do this, do that, you should do this, what's better? And they want to give you like little like examples, little tastes of what's better, so that you follow that. But, like knowing that like it's really my decision helped me really like just like get out of my comfort zone and explore everything else that I was like I guess hiding from. So, um, Inky Johnson said, he said, uh, when he went through his injury or whatever, he said, uh, his perspective on life changed. And once he went through his injury, he started seeing life for what it really was. Mm -hmm. And he stopped chasing dreams. He started chasing his purpose. Because with his purpose, his dreams are cool, but his purpose is going to take him a lot further than his dreams could ever take him. Yeah, you can get into today or tomorrow, and you gotta have that purpose. Cause I feel like a lot of, especially athletes in general, we always get caught up on that million dollar dream. Oh, I want to be in the NFL. Oh, I want to go pro. I, I want to do this. I want to do that. But it's like all that stops eventually. So what's your life and what's your plans after that? And I think, especially when it comes to college, um, it, we build this identity into the sport, and it's literally like so. What's your name? Who are you? And the first thing we say is, oh, I'm such and such and I'm on this team. But it's like, what's your identity after that? And I think if you're not willing to find your purpose or... How do you think you find that, though? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's hard, though, because I feel like identity is a big thing. And a lot of us don't have identity outside of sports. I think in some ways, because like my older brother, he played, you know, football from Little League up to high school and went off to college but like he just like it basically fell off in a sense because I guess he just it went from his purpose and his dream again like when he said changed like he wanted to go to school I think I remember he went to school to be like a coroner or a doctor of some sort but his purpose honestly he was he was doing what he was doing just to, to, to get money out of it and he wasn't really into football anymore for the idea of a sport that's what it seemed like I mean he you know we've, we've talked about him and said differently and so it's also like well, what is your purpose like what are you doing this for and you know, his purpose and his dream didn't align, but it was like sometimes your purpose, like not in the sense that your purpose changes, but like you might not automatically know your purpose. Like you might know what you want, or like you may you may have like it might be there to you, but God hasn't shown you what your purpose is. I mean, like it's crazy to say that, like, well, how long is it gonna take to show us our purpose? But I think some people aren't ready for their purpose because they don't know how to deal with that. They don't know how to accept it. You know, they want to change what their purpose is. And I don't think you can physically like completely alter your purpose you can use that and you know feed off of it and go different ways but I think sometimes people just aren't ready to accept the fact that they have a purpose and that they have something that like God has planned for them but like there are other things that like included in it so they they just do everything but that like acceptance
I yeah, like everybody, like to everybody that like, because my page is very like, it's not like private, but like I'm nowhere on there to be found, like barely. So you don't really know if you know me and don't know that I take pictures. You just know me as Craig. But if you do know me, it's Craig P. Like that, like, like what my Craig P. Photography is. So I'm the photographer, blah 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 blah. And I always say, oh, you, you take pictures, this and that. And then when I say like, of course I have other interests and things like that, like things that I want to do. It's just like, oh, that's crazy. That's like you know, that's so cool. Or some people are just like, oh, so cool that you know you like photography. Like, have you always wanted to do photography? Not really. No, it's something that like, it's always been there as a hobby. Like it's something to do. But I've like. It became a. I think, like again, it was like my purpose was my purpose, but like I get, I didn't realize it until God was ready for me to realize it. But I do feel sometimes that I'm defined just as that. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I think I'm more so an artist because mm -hmm. that's not the only medium that I that I can work with. It's in the sense of like a we're labeled by society what we are, and us trying to like you know. So we're, what you're saying is we're letting society dictate who we are. Yeah, that's how it starts out as. That's how it starts out as. Because they tell you what you are. And sense. you're letting them identify it. Yeah, and it, it, become, it becomes a, like, it's really great when you can realize, you know, forget society. Like, I'm what I am. Like, I'm what, this is what I'm doing. So this is what I'm, you know, declaring myself as. We're letting, we, you know, we use definitions that society's created. But, like, we're what we are. Like, I'm an artist. You know, you can consider yourself an athlete, an artist as well. You know, a creator. You can be anything but, like, what they pro prominently see is, oh, you're an athlete. They don't see that you have other aspirations. They say, oh, well, your time should just be completely dedicated to this sport because it's doing phenomenal things for you. I mean, they don't really know or care the reasons of why you're dedicated to the sport you're dedicated to. So do you feel like sometimes you're put into a box? Um, primarily speaking, like, I think pretty much like what he said, that we all get labeled as that, oh, you're an athlete. But it's like, who really am I? Do you really know who I am outside of that? And I think that also came about like with my mindset and my thinking. I wanted to get out of that box of, oh, she's just an athlete. I wanted to look more into life. Like, how can I help people? How can I do this? Like, see me as something outside of how an athlete. And I think another thing is like, the first uh, question people ask is like, oh, how's track? Well, can you ask me how my life is, how I'm doing? Like, how's college? Let's talk about something else. Like, let's stop talking about track and look at who I really am as a person. And I think that's so hard. How'd you, how'd you, how'd you do in that race, Keith? Right, like, well, how, how, I don't even know, but like, it's just like, it's like society does focus on that one thing about like who you really are, but I think we have to start looking at uh, people as like who they are as a person. Like, what can you bring to the table besides sports? And I think that should be our goal, even as athletes, like, try to strive outside of that athlete box. Like, how can you help people? How can you motivate people? Like, what can you do for others? And I think once you start doing that, people will literally take you out of that box and yeah. also have good things to say about you. I don't want to be like the controversial person, but like, <laughs> you, know, the, you know, I always have like, like to say. I always have to be that person, but like, the idea of this box, it literally has been, it is as old as time. Like, you can relate it to any instance in history. I mean, I don't want to be like the controversial person because we're African Americans and say that like, you know, that, that box was created for the idea, that's how slavery started, in the sense of, oh, these people are, you know, because they don't have the same situations as Europeans. So we're going to put them in this box of, oh, they're just servants. They're meant for servitude. So we're going to take them and create a system of slavery involving them and make them less of a person because they're not the same as us. That's a box that they created. Even with the idea that, like, uh, equal rights for women and for people of, you know, different sexualities, like, that's a box that was created, like, 
what, in the 50s, in America, women were seen as, oh, you're just a, you're a mother, you know, you're meant to just, you can only go to school to be a secretary, you know, you can only be a mom because you have kids and take care of your husband. But you're a person, you're capable to do the same exact things that a man can do, you know, but like that box was labeled by society for society's benefit. And like it only comes into when we decide we want to break outside of that box that we really like, I feel like that's when we really, in a sense, to bring it back to like, we, we, we like realize our purpose or we like get a chance to view it when we're willing to, again, willing to change, we're going to be willing to see our purpose. If we're just, you know, okay with what society tells us or what like every day we're just going around and just like, okay, this is happening to me and it's okay, I'm okay with that. We get stuck, you know, where we're left behind, we fall back. It's a setback in a sense, up and down thing sometimes. Yeah, I think performance pretty much goes plays hand in hand with mental and mm -hmm. how you start thinking about things because um, every day, like, you're striving to be that better person, that better you, but when your performance isn't lining up with the work that you're putting in, it's like, well, what am I doing this for? Or is this really um, going to come to pass? Or am I really going to get better at what I'm practicing? But, like, I think, like I said, it really lines up with your mental. And even, like, competing as a track athlete, like, we put in work 24-7. And then it's like you go out on a meet and you don't hit that PR. Or you go out on a meet and you're, like, short of that goal. And then, like, you have your coaches or your teammates looking at you like, well, what you doing? Or, like, but you, like, they don't understand, like, you're, like, you're human, too. And they got to realize, mm -hmm. like, I'm trying my best. I'm putting in the work. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. And I think that's what it plays with mental, and especially if you're not performing how you want to, it really can tackle your mental. Yeah. Like you just start thinking, like, why am I doing this? Is this really what God called me to do? And everything like that. And I think I had some thoughts like that too, where it was like, um, I had this like a low point. I was training hard, I was training hard, but everything wasn't lining up with what I was doing in the meets. And I'm like, well, am I really supposed to be doing this, or what am I missing, or what I'm, what am I not doing? But then when you have to draw back and like, well, what are you feeding yourself day in and day out? What are you putting into your mind? And I think once those things start to align with different things and different things that you're thinking, that's when you really don't have to think about like your performance, your progress, stuff like that. I mean, I want to ask you because I've been with you when you've been training and like when you're trying to improve your performance. So, like, what? I mean, I will never know like what exactly like how what your mind relates to. <laughs> I mean, I know what I see and like what your what you tell me your goal is and like. Even when you're frustrated at things, I mean, I can still never relate because I'm not you and I, we're, we're again, on completely different levels. Like, for you, what, like, how do you deal with, like, your own performance, you know, your level, or, like, just, like, how do you deal with that mentally, or even, like, keeping yourself motivated to try again? Um, if I, if, like, if we did a drill, if I would go work out with my brother back at home, we do drills, and I would get the drill wrong, I would just keep doing it wrong. It would bother me like so much. Like it would, it would just, it would eat me up so much. Like he, he would be upset that I'm doing it wrong. But I always got this thing. I'm like, the better that I'm fighting within myself, you like, you, you. There's no way you can be more upset at me than I am at myself. You know what I mean? Because I'm, I'm way more upset than he is. Right? That I'm doing it wrong. And so I remember the one time, it was it was late night, it was like one o'clock in the morning. We was back at home over break. And we was doing the drills, and I kept getting this one drill wrong. I kept making the wrong step, the wrong pivot. Every time I we came out the back pedal, I would open up, but I would open up the wrong way. 
and it really bothered me, right? So he took me home. It was like 2 o'clock in the morning. I went. And it was just on my mind. It was, I was like, nah, bro. Like, that, that joint bothered me. Like, I can't. Like, I couldn't, I couldn't even go to sleep until I got it right. Like, that's how, that's how much it was affecting me. Like, I couldn't even go to sleep without making sure that I got it right. I, was, I went into my living room. And uh, I just practiced it. In the living room, I know my mom was upstairs, sleeping, whatever. I was like, I gotta get it right. I just can't. I you just keep it in bottled up and bottled mm -hmm. up, and then somebody says something. You just start snapping, but you don't want to. It's, you don't really want to, or you don't intend to, but it's just like what you're going through inside. It's just like, and you're really not trying to share it with other people because they don't and understand. Then, like, it's just but, it's a rest, you know? Thank you all for joining me today. You know what I'm saying? Thank you for having us. Yeah, that's it, y'all. Stay tuned. Uh, subscribe, click the link, all that good stuff.